pre-working with you was, as we've touched on, stuck in my head, disconnected, couldn't say no, had no idea what I wanted, didn't ask for things, felt hopeless and lost, to arriving at a place of feeling things, actually feeling things in my body. In this episode, I'm interviewing one of my former clients, Shay Court, and her experience of working together and what she got from it. And I also want to invite you to the last Soul Sex Circle of 2023. It's your Sex Positive Women's Circle, where we celebrate your eroticism, celebrate our pleasure in a wonderful circle of women and people evolvers. It's on December 11th, and we're going to be celebrating our damn selves this year. It's on December 11th, 7 to 8.30 or 9pm UK time, so you can work out the time zones wherever you are. And it's a place for you to connect with your erotic self, to take stock of the whole year and celebrate yourself. So the tickets will be in the link in the show notes and I can't wait for you to join us. So hello everybody. Hello to the viewers and the listeners of the Naked and Unashamed live podcast with me Lucy Rowett. Um, This is another wonderful episode and every time I start an episode I say I'm really excited because I I always am. And today I am talking with a former client of mine Shay Courts who has very very generously and wonderfully agreed to talk about her experience of us working together Um, and it is really lovely because I love interviewing former clients and getting their experiences because I can talk about that this work is really good and it's really powerful, but often we can get more, I don't know, when we see ourselves in other people's stories, it's really, really powerful. So I'm really grateful that you're here, Shay. Um, Can you tell everyone, say who you are, where you are, a bit about you, anything that will be relevant here? Hey, Lucy, thank you so much for having me today. It's such a beautiful opportunity. So I'm Shay and I'm 36. I live in Brisbane in Queensland, Australia, and I am a divorced girly, a single mum, and I'm really at the moment pursuing my interest in personal growth. And I'm showing up on social media and turning the personal growth into reels. That's always the thing when we start this, what's it, visibility journey thing on social media and or generally the online space. It's a whole, that's a whole personal development course in itself, by the way, which you probably have realized already. Sure is. Nothing like action, right, to to grow and learn on the job, right, on the job experience. (laughs) (laughs) On the job experience. And like, I mean, it's like a tangent here, but it's, you know, whenever it's, being visible online, it will always bring up stuff. And in some ways you can feel quite naked and vulnerable. Um, this is from my own experience as well and many other people's experience. Um, and can you kind of tell me what was your background in exploring your own sexuality and maybe what made you want to start doing this work in the first place? Yeah, great. I love that question. My background, let me set the scene for you. Mm. I was raised in a very Christian, conservative household. I was homeschooled. Oh, wow. Right the way through 
everything was designed and in aid of this religiousness, religiosity, right, of being separate from the world. And that, that part of that programming around sex was basically that sex is dirty mm-hmm. and though in the in the confines of the marriage institution it was all fair game really but it was kind of very confusing and there wasn't very much education mm-hmm. and for me my experience was dating is bad lust is bad sexual desires is bad if you even think about touching yourself like masturbation yeah you will surely face blindness backache and indeed you won't be able to go to heaven so Mm. the shame was (laughs) deeply woven in to Mm. my being Mm. yeah and I think when you know I talk about this a lot when you come from any kind of religious background and for you it was even more intense because you were homeschooled it was even more conservative than what I had you know I'm I'm quite clear that I did not come from a a cult-like environment but it's if you're not from that environment, a lot of people don't quite understand how, how deep it goes. And it really embeds itself very deep. And it's it becomes the filter through which you see the world and through which you interpret the world. Yep. She's nodding, <laughs> rolling around. 100%. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. like, and it's also the way in which you relate to yourself. It, And you don't realize it's a thing until you start to come out of it because you're so, it's just part of who you are and how, you know, it's kind of like talking, I don't know, talking to fish about water, you know, it's like, what's water? I don't know. It, it, that's similar experience. It's normal. It's normal. Yeah. And, you know, especially in a lot of um christian teachings it's very much like do not be of the world we can be did you get that thing of you can be in the world but you can't be of the world mm-hmm. yeah that fully was... embedded yeah and so like what was some of your and i'm just thinking what made i say what made you want to start exploring your sexuality or where was some of the where did you start to begin with that yeah, of course. That's awesome. The The catalyst for me was when my boy's dad and I separated and we went our separate ways and I began to explore the dating apps thinking, well, this will be a solution, maybe marrying the one person that I had experienced sexual interaction with, maybe the antidote to that is to go and meet other people. Mm. And what I found was it was very discouraging and it was very depressive because I was still there, like the me was still there in that interaction and 
when I say the me, it was the one who was stuck in her head, riddled with shame about sex and totally disconnected yeah. from my body. Like I didn't mm. feel anything. Mm. And there was a time where I thought, oh, just need to meet the right person mm. and the angels will appear from the sky and start singing. <laughs> <laughs> and and I did engage with a few different persons thinking that was going to be the solution and and it wasn't. Mm. And at the I got to the point where I was very down. I, I probably was almost about to give up on myself and that was the point where scrolling on social media I came across the work that you do. Oh. And then, but I know that you also, I know that I think you did some sex therapy as well. I think you might have done some other things too, from what I remember. Um, yes, during the during the relationship with yeah. my boy's dad, that was a 10-year relationship, my first relationship, mm-hmm. first sexual partner. There were a couple of things that I did engage in, thinking mm-hmm. this would be the solution. Yeah. And they were only ever short-term scenarios like a a day thing or a one hour thing Mm -hmm. and by the way to listeners um Shay's giving me permission to share this I'm not um diving into the confidentiality without asking her first just for clarification um and also there's something that is coming up as you're sharing this because when it comes to not just uh, religious conditioning around sex and all the the shit that comes with that there's also a lot of conditioning around not being a, not being allowed to ask for what you want, not being allowed, not, not even being, not even being allowed to have wants in the first place. Oh, yeah. I remember that was a big part of our work, and it was a kind of learning how to trust that feeling, that felt sense of you know what this person isn't for me. This person is giving me the creeps. This my spidey senses are all off. And um, yeah, what was that? What was, your, what was your experience of that, first of all? Thank you for raising that. And from my understanding, this may come up again mm-hmm. throughout this interview. So I'm happy to expand on it. However, yeah, headline, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I was journaling into preparation for our call today, that was what came up for me was how I learnt to say no Mm. and I also learnt yes Mm. in that process and the ask that is that is the peak Mm. learning from our time together that I began to embody because yes asking for what you want was like oh Shay, that's silly. You want to be, like, held a little longer. You want to be touched a certain way. Like, who are you Hmm. to want that? That's silly. They're silly things and they are worth being embarrassed for. That Hmm. was the old programming. Yeah. And it's also because, like, I'm bringing this up also because I was talking to somebody else who's from this world 
And she, she was reminding me that because it, it's so embedded that it's not just I can't ask for what I want. It's often, well, I don't have wants in the first place. I'm not supposed mm -hmm. to have wants, you know, just mm -hmm. smile, you know, smile, be nice, put up and shut up. Um, and you don't quite realize again how deep that goes because when you've never been allowed to not just say no, but feel your no in the first place. Um, and this is from a lot of not just cult survivors, but it, it, it can be from trying to find wording for this. It's every woman and somebody socialized as female, we experience this on different levels where our boundaries are never really honored, where our no is never honored you know and it, it can go from like microaggressions to the the big awful stuff and I've had to learn this and it's it's not a linear process it's not a one and you're done it's uh <laughs> and this is what I remember from my work a big part was not just like okay let's just unlock something and you're having loads of orgasms and, and like going absolutely wild it yeah. was uh, actually let's trust that no first absolutely yeah. and another part of our time together was tuning into that discernment yeah. and that I was allowed to have discernment hmm. I love your point about boundaries because almost in the old programming, it's who are you to have boundaries. It also feeds into that who are you to have wants and needs, right? Sinful. And oh, who are you to take up space and, mm. and have a voice, right? You're there to look nice, be helpful. And that was one thing that I really recognised from our time together was going into these sexual interactions yeah. I was like right the picture is disconnected from my body not knowing what I want and feeling embarrassed and ashamed of that and then going into interactions with people and they would say well how do you like to be touched what mm. works for you and then not really knowing but then maybe feeling a little brave depending on the circumstances and saying, well, maybe try this or that. But if it took too long, right, mm. if, if yeah. like, I wasn't squirting or, like, you know, what, yeah, right, Gymnastics. within, like, three seconds, within yeah. three seconds, yeah, I would be embarrassed about even more things, right, and then would quickly switch it to, let's focus on you yeah and I suppose I became very good at pleasing them because that's all I knew mm. yeah and it's again that thing of conditioning where you learn that first of all in your upbringing which is please everybody else don't cause a fuss mm. be sweet pray in the bay mm. um right yes yeah <laughs> think of that Netflix documentary but anyway yucky <laughs> yeah and and this and this translated into into sex and intimacy and was something I remember was that I felt that you were feeling this pressure okay if I just if I just unlock something and I'm just going to be this wild sex rabbit whatever 
and you know and I remember us saying that 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 can happen but I think more it's more you know you don't have to have that I'm wondering where your no is oh. and like I know this attitude can also exist in the kind of sex positive world as well where you can feel I know I felt this pressure to like okay I'm sex positive I should be up for everything right yeah and part of that is actually you know what no and that's actually part of the the medicine is being able to say no I don't like that I'm not into that that raises something really awesome that I just thought of part of my antidote to healing from my from the programming right of my upbringing I remember someone saying to me their sage advice to me was you've come from you've come from here conservative purity one sexual partner the antidote is to swing the other way right and then find your balance in the middle mm. and part of me took that advice at the time and i had i visited some swingers parties mm-hmm. and i found that was that was a really helpful lesson because Generally speaking, for those parties, I remained clothed and an observer. And Mm. that was really difficult the first time or two because I felt like, what's wrong with you, Shay? Mm. Like you should be in there, Mm. all about it. In, hands on, hands in. (laughs) And thinking they don't find me attractive I must not be attractive. It was noticing all the stories that came up, right? And it was holding myself through it. So there was a lot of helpful strategies I learned from our time. Yeah. And one particular party I remember I went, I, I noticed the spiral getting ready to go down. Yeah. And I took myself into the bathroom and I and I locked the door and I looked in the mirror and I was like, Shay. Mm. This is nothing to do about your worth. You are welcome to be here. You get to choose. Yeah, it was awesome and a sign of growth for me. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that when in that session. And I think also this is when I've had conversations with other people, it's like, you know, you can go to BDSM parties or swingers parties and not actually take part. You can just watch. Mm. And Mm. a lot of people are like, what? Yeah, you could just watch or you can like hang out at the bar, you can eat snacks, you can talk to people. And I love that when the what's at that time that you went, you actually did hold your boundaries in that it was actually a very healthy thing that you did in not 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 that if you hadn't taken part, that wouldn't also have been good. But there was that 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 wisdom there that said, you know what, I'm not quite ready for this this doesn't feel right for me yet. And that is so fucking important. That is more, I don't know, just as or more important than saying, you know what, I'm just going to dive in. And there would have been nothing wrong if you had dove, dive in whatever the past, what does a lot of dive is? But like, especially for you, you know, this is often where a lot of things can go wrong in like neo-tantra or conscious sexuality or swinging when you don't quite know your boundaries yet. And so you, a lot of people, and this has happened to me as well, you just kind of dive in and then you're in way over your head 
you end up yeah. doing things that do not feel good and then afterwards you, you feel just oh gross and violated not necessarily because mm. anybody did anything wrong but because you didn't have a sense of where 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 are my boundaries here so it's really awesome that you did stand apart because it was um I guess from a nervous system perspective you were like building up your tolerance level just really yes. important that that old window of of tolerance and oh, capacity <laughs> yeah right yeah you are spot on with your share there because I knew that at, at on those occasions I could have dived in easy you yeah. know I can unzip my dress easy uh, I could allow someone else to but I knew inside of me that if I did that would have been a betrayal yeah to to myself and we're not about the self-betraying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, we're not about the self Right? Yeah, you were, <laughs> you were really taking care of yourself and taking care of your precious, wonderful body and sexual energy to then feel into, where is my yes? Mm. Oh, um, and like, it's kind of leads into mm. what, when, when we first started working together, what was like, your initial hopes and expectations because there's a lot we can go into there yeah of course when I was filling out the preparation paperwork I remember thinking I'm going to sign up to this because I want those juicy multiple orgasms that lushness that I read about on the internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and little did I know that there was quite a bit of work to you know a, a, quite a few steps to to step in in the middle yeah. and I like that analogy <laughs> that's probably where I was at yeah because and I really like that analogy because this is a really common um Thing I get when people approach me like Lucy I just want to get to this place of like legs yeah. in the air humming splooging everywhere and you know this is wildly liberated and I'm like that's great we can have that but we need to there's a lot of in-between steps first um mm -hmm. otherwise what can happen is you know maybe you could be completely liberated and splooging everywhere I, I love yeah. the word splooge but I love it too it's juicy <laughs> But often when, when there's no when there isn't a lot of sense of boundaries in terms of does this feel good? Because this is um something that I really try and emphasize because this is what can go wrong again in a lot of Neo Tantra, where maybe you do unlock something and you're coming everywhere and you're just doing all this wild stuff, but because there's not a sense of where this feels good, people end up getting re-traumatized or end up going way over their tolerance and getting quite damaged and that was something I didn't want for you and for anybody it's like we want to make sure that we, we've got a sense especially with your background and with so many people's backgrounds when we don't have a sense of where my no is and where my boundaries are in the first place it can mean that you can be so wide open just gesticulating wildly that all sorts yeah. of icky things can happen and that can take ages to repair that I didn't want that for you. 
and and I appreciate that because I realized from sending you the initial paperwork and then our first session or two I was brought I was brought to a place of I want to say realistic although that sounds limiting yeah but I'm referring to that session where we developed the north star the mm. blueprint yeah and I remember part of my homework was to put that together and hmm. my my desires, I suppose, went from lush, gushing, <laughs> every two seconds it was scaled to something that was totally achievable and doable from where I was at. Hmm. And it was something about a lush, creating a lush garden, right, and working with safe, experienced people who understood mm. where I was coming from, right, mm. and who could scaffold me to that next point mm. and could help me to, using the garden analogy, I love that. pull the weeds yeah. weed weed. of old programming that were no longer relevant or helpful. Mm. and replanting colour and peonies and sunflowers. Peonies. Greenery and (laughs) peonies. And then I went a step step further and and this garden is next to a lush river, right? Oh, yeah. I love the visual. uh, you're, You're such a visual person. I loved that analogy. The peonies, I remember the peonies. Yes. And, the, and, the, and the, the peonies. Yeah, and it, it was, um, I was going to come out with something really brilliant and it's now gone, but it will probably come back. <laughs> but, it, you know, it was something along the lines. It will come back. My, it's, my brain's gone. But that was, um, again, like, you know, the, the word realistic, it does sound a bit like be realistic, you know, you can't have that. But. Um, more in, more in terms of like well where are you now and mm. you know it's it's more about enhancing what is here now and what is beautiful and holy if that for want better want of a word what is what is whole now and let, let's amplify that rather than yes. trying to be this person that maybe might not be authentic to you and it's not yes. that in a few years time you're not gushing all over the place and right that can happen that's amazing 100 percent. yeah and what was different about working with me as opposed to some other stuff you've done before whoops before I've already slightly yeah. knocked over the microphone here sure. <laughs> yeah what was different the key difference of working with you as opposed to the other dabblings that I had done in in attempts to grow and tune to my sexuality in the past it had been really short discontinuous discontinuous Mm -hmm. (laughs) engagement with people who could possibly have helped me so it was maybe a day event or it was a a one hour a couple one-hour sessions, you know, a week or two apart. So the difference 
with working with you, Lucy, was the true container nature. We had six months together, right? A bit longer and than that, actually. A little over six little, months, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And the power of there's a few things, right? You had the faith background in common, right? So you got it. Yeah. You got it. And you normalized everything that I was feeling and every where I was at. You normalized it. And I remember I remember after the first couple of sessions that we had together writing in my journal about how incredible I felt already. Mm. Yeah. The power of having someone normalize what you're feeling. I remember writing it was like being seen. Mm. It's was unrivaled and having you in my corner, really. Having having someone like you in my corner for that extended period was mm. It made all the difference as yeah. opposed to going and seeing somebody for an hour once a week. We yeah. had a little bit of contact in between sessions. Yeah. It was it was truly a relationship. Yeah, it and was. And there was healing in that relationship, yes. As humans, we are hurt and harmed through relationship and we heal through relationship. Oh, that's beautiful. I can't remember who originally quoted it, but, you know, I'm quoting it again. But it is true. It's It's a human thing. We get hurt and harm through relationships and that's why a relationship whether it's a professional one um or professional helping one or just like people around you we we get we we heal through relationships too and it was um I remember in our work like you know I, I talked a lot about nervous system theory and somatic theory because by the way I'm shuffling here um it you know another I know. Well, you know, this is how I how I regulate. I, I I'm much. I'm a very much a fidgeter. Um, when you come from not just a faith background, but I'd say anybody background, there's a lot of no contact with your body, and the body is through which we, you know, on a basic level, sex we tend to have sex with our bodies, but yeah. also it's the in. The Christianity that you came from, that I came from, plus the general wider world, the body is seen as something just like, Ugh. you know, just transcend the body, ascend out of the body. You know, you know, this exists in other spiritual modalities where just ascend. You know, let's let's go, let's go upwards and outwards. And you know, I really hope that in our work together, it was like, no, your body is a, uh, it is the vehicle through which we can experience divinity it is your body is the portal literally physically metaphorically you know and I hope that you're still able to take some of that I remember remember the the bible verse cover the shame of your nakedness oh I don't remember that one Oh, that was very at the front of my mind. And so I remember finding it very challenging when there was doing, when 
there was some homework from you that required yeah. nakedness yeah and maybe even a mirror yeah. <laughs> it was lots would come up yeah yes yeah I don't remember that bible verse but it sounds familiar oh god and you know it's like uh naked you know not just within Christianity a lot of cultures as well tends to over sexualize a naked body and make it something dangerous like and um, you know I can often tell by the way that some uh, Christian women hold themselves through the way they hold that their body is almost like a place where you know, we have to cover up like this is okay this is okay danger zone here and you know your body all of our bodies is something I say the word sacred and I know that that word can be loaded for some people so I mean like our bodies are something amazing and beautiful and I like to reclaim whoopsie I like to reclaim the word sacred from the the, the Christian and religious context um what was hang on because I have a list of questions here just so that we we cover all the bases um what other kind of breakthroughs or realizations did you have because you shared a lot already what other breakthroughs or big ones you can remember I will answer that question and just to circle back to the last point that we're making about the the body being a bit of a nuisance to have along you know life's journey yeah. one of the one of the key things was and this is pertinent to the conversation today is the 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 vagina right the the genital region is in fact dirty Ooh. and yeah. smelly and co- cover up no, cross your legs <laughs> i hope you're wearing undies be a lady oh my god yeah yeah i remember in one of our sessions and this was really healing for this was another really healing micro interaction for me was when you described you were describing the body and you were saying that gorgeous yummy space Mm. something to that effect and I remember there was a part of me that was shocked in the call and I was a bit awe in awe as well I was thinking well now maybe it is a yummy gorgeous space (laughs) Maybe this perspective that it's dirty can be in the past now. So that was really cool. That was a really cool moment. One of the many cool moments, right? (laughs) I'm clapping here. Yay! I love it. I love it. So breakthroughs of my time with you, you're right. We have have mentioned, touched on some of them, and I – think one of the ones that I haven't mentioned was hope. Mm. Working with you, you gave me hope. Mm. And that was superbly powerful because my headspace and the experiences that seemed to be the evidence for the headspace before I signed up with you, it was doom and gloom. Mm. It was dark. It wasn't it was very much a future of give up, 
give up. Power down, that's it. Mm. And I remember being very, I spent a period very down about that. Working with you, it gave me hope. Mm. It taught me that that I can have a voice. Mm. And that does kind of reiterate what we've touched on. I can have a voice and I can ask for things mm. and they're not silly. Yeah. Remember we did that remember we did that exercise and it was online and if you remember the name of it please jump in. And it was creating a visual of your desired or ideal sexual encounter. And so you had all these colored blocks and you oh. could drop them in. Oh, what was it called? The Graphic Sex Project. Yeah, the Graphic Sex Project. That was was amazing for me because I, one thing that I can report to you when I went through that exercise and I was putting in have a little snacks and cups (laughs) of tea and blankets and cushions and lots of hugs and lots of non-sexual touching. and, And I remember when I was putting that together, I was thinking this is a little bit unrealistic, like who could I ever meet that would be interested in that and would I ever have the courage to ask, right? Mm. And since our time together, I when I reflect on my experiences post, there's been so many elements of that graphic sex project that I've experienced in real time for myself. Mm. And to circle back, the the breakthroughs were you gave me hope and you normalised what I was feeling. Mm. I learnt to say no. Mm. I learnt to ask. Mm. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. Mm. And that, so beautiful. It was, and it still is. <laughs> it's ongoing and it and you know, it's that thing of like yes, orgasms are wonderful. We can learn how to and everything. And often what is deeper than that is learning how to ask, learning how to say no. Um, Everything else that you just said that my brain has now done a brain fart on. And and that can often be more at the root of then having those orgasms and like doing, coming in different positions and moving your body and playing with different people doing different things and and often that's more at the root of it because then you can have these yummy experiences with people when there's more of that foundation there so yeah I remember that it it just reminds me that I remember reading things on the internet and people were saying an orgasm is like the icing on the cake Mm. it's not the be all and end all it's like this whole process and practice in the lead up can be just as good if not even surpass yeah right in some contexts and I remember at the time that was very encouraging for me because I thought okay (laughs) this holy grail of orgasm that I have felt like I must experience before I die I it it just really kind of leveled it out a lot more yeah I like that. And it's taking it off the pedestal. I don't know. I, I, right. I get this image of like something up in the heavens and the clouds, of like the holy orgasm far off into the distance. 
the clouds, you know, shining and, and actually like and angels. Angels <laughs> singing. Harping with their harps, singing. Touch <laughs> <Hatch> God. <laughs> and what was it? And the thing is, in, in, in sexology, and the thing is, it, it's true, like the, the, the paradox of orgasm is the less you try and come, the more likely you are to come. It's mm -hmm. that, and it, it's also the, the more we can savor everything else that makes orgasms more likely to happen. And like, you know, I know you've had orgasms since then, and there are so many different kinds of orgasms, not just in terms of like, you know, clitoral, G-spot, anal. It's like, you've probably had that experience. They have different emotional qualities where they last longer or shorter, or you feel different afterwards. Has that been your experience? Just adding that question. Right. I can I can I can confirm parts of those yes mm. and and it depends there's so many variables right so your headspace at the time who it is mm. that you're interacting with what you've been doing beforehand in a yep. non-sex way yeah Lucy there's one thing that just came up for me when we were talking just in the last 30 seconds I remember as a child growing up, the one thing that I wanted before I died was to have sex. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about sex being on a pedestal and it being so like up and away, yeah. that's how it was positioned for me. Like growing up, it's like it's bad, it's it's dirty, it's wrong and, and you've got to save it for marriage. And so the thinking was, okay, let's, get married really quick then mm. so that we can experience this yeah. before I die. And, indeed, the driving messaging was the world is ending. Oh. It was, it was sex is out here and you're not allowed to have it and oh. the world is ending. So, of course. Pressure much. Oh, oh, Lucy, and there's no sex in heaven, right? So it was an almost <laughs> impossible situation and so then of course it became front of my mind I would pray I remember praying like wow. please God can I somehow experience sex before I die can you please not come back until I have experienced that <laughs> I love that and I love that and that's really and it's really sad as well it's that Jesus that's it's great that you're coming back but can you just hold off <laughs> pause <laughs> but it's also like you know there's no sex in heaven and like I don't know it just speaks to me of this whole again this this splitting that sex is somehow wrong and dirty but and shame on you for wanting to have it yeah and, <laughs> and like uh, you know it's like actually sex you know this is what I love about some aspects of sacred sexuality is like sex sex can be the vehicle through which we experience the divine and we experience our divinity um and wow. god i just think no sex in heaven i think that's a really sad place to be that's not heaven for me <laughs> don't think i want to go there right yeah right um this is a, so i have another question and you know as always i'm we're running over time in all interviews i always run over time 
um so like what other I think we might have covered this are there any like tools that we you you learn during our time together that you still use today yes I can tell you the the number one tool technique that I access on a regular basis is and again please jump in when you think of the name it's the one where we would do it at the start of every session Mm. and I would look up into the one corner Mm-hmm. of my bedroom yeah. and I would take in all the details mm-hmm. and I would slowly pan around mm-hmm. right around the three yeah. sides corners of my bedroom a neurosensory it, yeah, resourcing it's called, it's called orienting yes yeah. yeah that is the one that I I use when I need to <clears throat> slow down yeah. come back into my body I use it if I'm in a sexual interaction and I feel like I might be getting like coming out of my body into my head. Yeah. Or I need to come out of the head and into the body. Mm. That is my go-to. I love that and it's also one of my personal go-tos as well. It's uh dissociation is a very familiar friend to me. So, you know, everything that I teach it's like I use myself I'm very familiar with that I'm very familiar with flying out of my body and it it's it's um and there's many different explanations for why that happens but this is why I think these tools are powerful and hang on I'm sorry there's a, fl- a couple of little midges in here so I'm trying to get them out of my face um Kind of coming to the end, how would you describe the the impact of our working together on not just your, say, sex and interaction with partners, your dating, mm. but the rest of your life too? Mm. So let me let me respond to that in two parts. So the first one is so from someone who pre working with you was as we've touched on, stuck in my head, disconnected, couldn't say no, had no idea what I wanted, didn't ask for things, felt hopeless and lost, to arriving at a place of feeling things, Lucy, Mm. of actually feeling things in my body, Mm. like feeling pleasure and in touching myself right that's a practice in itself but but feeling things and thinking oh oh I just discovered something Mm. and asking for things and and saying hell no to other Mm. things right the knock-on effect into the rest of my life has been let me share an experience from from earlier today mm. to to illustrate it. In going back over some of the notes from our time together, mm. some of the themes that came up were was me wanting to abort mission, right? You might remember this session or a couple of sessions where we touched on where I'll get into a situation and then I go, okay, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. 
I'm out. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Let's cut this com- communication. Let's cut <laughs> seeing you. Let's yeah. just cut and run. Yeah. And I did make gains from that. And and yet, however, it's been shown to me again recently that 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 little part is still floating around. And and yet, I realized. I realized something. It's finding that solid ground in myself. Yeah. It's focusing on what what I can make certain. Yeah. And yeah. and that was that was powerful. From from our time together, I, I reflected that was a learning in the past. Parts of it were still present, and I was able to close it out this morning. Yeah. It was really powerful. I posted it on my social media. It was a breakthrough. Yeah. It's like wow. Wow, and, the pattern. And, you know, I, I kind of went and put on my coach's hat here. Like, this is kind of very, it's very normal, like the flight response mm-hmm. when things get too much. And mm-hmm. maybe that will just, you know, I'm saying this because it's like the flight response, especially when things feel scary, which is somebody's getting close to me or my threat response is being triggered. Super normal super normal like attachment style they call it like an avoidant attachment I mean, i'm yeah. call it that where your default yeah. when you feel something <gasps> run yeah. and yeah. you are able to work with that you're able to see you're able to see it for what it is and you're you've got the more tools now to be okay my my default now i want to run okay let's stay with that and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that. I know that yeah. that, that can sometimes, I say this also because that's often my default as well. And it's taken True. me, a while, yeah, it's taken me a while to work with that. And it's not bad. It's not, I don't know, I'm adding that in there. It's not bad. It's not wrong. Very normal. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of finally, what, I don't know what message or insight would you share with people who might be curious to work with me or start this work for themselves? Mm. My parting my parting message would be for someone who's maybe experiencing some of the feelings that that I described of of former Shay. <laughs> and who has come across your work and what you do and can feel that that inside of them like that nudge is to to take it because there is showing up for yourself there's lushness and it's a it's a gift to yourself that keeps on giving yeah. That example I shared about my experience this morning, the breakthrough, yeah. I, I've accepted the messaging now and that is to slow down, yeah. slow down. Yeah. There is, I read a quote once, you can't be behind on a path that only you are on. It's your <laughs> path. I like, right? I like that. It's I like yours. That. Yeah. You are creating it. Yeah. And do it. Just yeah. do it. Thank you. I kind of want to say 
it wasn't former Shay, it was a younger version of you who was already perfect and everything was already there. There was nothing Thank you. wrong with this Shay, this younger version of you. I mean, literally, like in terms of like timeline, but also like there's nothing wrong with that Shay who was already whole and wonderful. We just had to maybe, what's it, do a bit of pruning and that's all. He didn't have to change. Love that. Yeah. Love the gardening analogy. Thank you, Lucy. <laughs> Pru- you're, you're, a, you're a gift. <laughs> oh, thank you, Shay. It's been really, really lovely to connect with you both into let's see how interview wise and and otherwise as well and there was something i was going to say and it's gone which is very annoying it may come back or not but um so can you tell people where they can find you online absolutely for anyone who is curious to find me and connect say hi that would be amazing Hmm. My Instagram and TikTok handle is my name, Shay Court. Shay Court. One word. Awesome. Easy. Thank you. Simple. Awesome. Well, this has been. We love that. I know. We love, we love a bit of simplicity. Right. Well, oopsie. Let me just shuffle myself again. It's been so lovely to connect. And um, to any listeners, viewers, because this will be on my YouTube channel as well, I'd love to hear your takeaways. Um, Oh, God, I was going to say something else. It's gone now. But uh, please do like and subscribe to this podcast. Follow it on YouTube. Leave a lovely review if that feels good for you. And we will connect again. Okay, bye. Amazing. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Can you do me a huge favor? I would be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and any other platform I post this podcast to. It helps more people listen to it and it helps spread the word. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode or any of the other episodes, I would be so grateful if you shared it with someone who you think would really enjoy it and benefit from it. Want to stay in touch on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Lucy Lou Rowett, on TikTok at Lucy Rowett, and on Facebook and LinkedIn and probably other social media platforms too. And finally, don't forget to join my mailing list. If you sign up, you get a free PDF on how to confidently communicate in bed to avoid awkwardness and have what you really, really want. So it's in the link in my show notes. It's in the link in my bio and my Instagram. It's on my website. It's in loads of places. So do sign up because not only do you get me direct into your inbox, but because I talk about sex, I never know if I'm going to be banned from any social media platform. So let's stay in touch. And if you want to explore working together, you can contact me through my website or through the link in my show notes. Until then, here's to living a shameless, shame-free life full of pleasure on your own terms in your body. Until next time.